You are listening to Noted, a music and beer podcast hosted by Jeff Burns and Brian Duggar and produced by The Blade. Hi, this is Brian Duggar from The Blade. I'm my colleague and pal, Jeff Burns, for episode number one. Number one. Number one of Noted. It's going to be a, a music beer podcast and... You know, mostly we just want it to be kind of like this real informal thing, you know, guys just sitting around talking about beer and music. I mean, who doesn't like beer and music, right, Joe? Exactly. So, anyhow, so today we're out at uh, Ernest Brew Works on South Detroit Avenue in Toledo with my good friend uh, Scott Yarnell, the owner, the co-owner of Ernest Brew Works. And tell you what, Jeff, man, this guy is amazing. You, you see the catalog of beer of these guys. God, it's, it's unbelievable. And today we're checking out the Beer Pressure, which is a New England IPA, which, you know, this is the first one that they've ever made, but it's kind of the rage across the country right now. You know, it's a little juicy, a little hazy. It's not your typical bitter IPA. And and anyhow, so Scott, yeah, this was your first shot of this. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about this beer. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, for inviting me to this podcast one thing I like to do is, is talk about beer, and I also really like to talk about my beer. This is uh, called Beer Pressure. It's a hazy New England-style IPA. It actually did come to its fame in, in the region called New England IPA. It actually was originally called Vermont IPA because there was a brewery in Vermont called Alchemist, and Alchemist had a beer called Hetty Topper. And Hetty Topper got a lot of acclaim because of this style. Uh, the head brewer just, just came up with this idea. We're going to have a lot of late-edition hops. And when you add hops, a lot of late-edition and a lot of dry hops, it, it, it tends to round off the bitterness and the, and the hops add to this juicy character you get. It also makes the beer very hazy and it also degrades rather quickly. So these were beers that are opposite of the barrel age where you want to get them and store them and keep them in your basement and stuff. These beers, you should get them, drink them fresh. And so what what they started doing over in uh, Vermont with these uh, New England IPAs is several breweries besides Alchemist started brewing these and it would have these long lines on day can release days. Who farted down in Columbus continues a trend, you know, with that. And it was really famous with who farted on that. And they got famous for this, for the release days. They would just, they would release beer, uh, sell it one day a week out of this place that's out of the way of Columbus. It's not even in Columbus. It's in the country a bit. And they would just be packed, sell out like that. And um, so we... Keith and I, my partner and I, we never brewed in New England as a home brewer. We appreciated the style. It's not really that prominent, you know, in our area. But other breweries will start brewing them. And once when uh, Chris Clark uh, with Mommy Bay brewed one, uh, Fake Juice, which is a very good example of a New England IPA, and people were really on us. So we felt the pressure from our peers. And I forget who it was, but one of the guys that we were talking with, one of the guys that hang out here a lot, said, what does it call it? Beer pressure or peer pressure. So we, get, so we call it <laughs> beer pressure. And this is... It's a very juicy IPA. We're, we're sipping on it right now. It's it's got some really great hops. It's got a lot of the, it's got the citra and the mosaic are very common hops to find the style. But we also throw in some amarillo. It also is double dry hops. I know Jackie O's has a beer out now called Who Cooks for You, and right on the can it says double dry hops. Well, that really just means that they're adding dry hops at two separate times after uh, the fermentation is already going. And, and we've been doing that with this. It's a it's a technique that uh, is used to impart a different kind of juiciness. It depends on what you're looking for in your profile, but it also is known to uh, keep the haze suspended longer whenever you do that double dry hop. So we're really happy with beer pressure, and uh, if you want to try some, we're located at 4342 South Detroit, and, <laughs> and uh, it is very good. It is, it's become uh, one of our customers' favorites. Yeah. 
And, and Jeff, what do you think about it? Because I know, you know, I've been around craft beer for a little while now, yeah. and uh, I think you're, <laughs> yeah, a little while. It's a, it's a great perk of the job to get to try all these local breweries, but uh, you're yeah. more of a music guy. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I really like the taste. I, I really like, I enjoy how it's it's very juicy, and I yeah. like, and I enjoy that. And I think a lot of other people enjoy, you know, that same aspect of a beer. So, like, what are some people saying? Like, what are some of your customers uh, saying about this beer in general? Well, we, we get several kinds of customers here. Uh, let's say the two groups that I'll just break down now is we get people that are well-educated beer. They know what beer is. They maybe had Hetty Topper or, or Hill Farmstead or maybe they had fake fake juice or they had us uh, who farted. And then they come in and go, well, they got beer pressure. New England IP, I'll take that. They just want it right away. Yeah. Then you get the other kind of customer that's not too sure about it. They like IPAs and stuff. They start talking to the barkeeps or they read the description on the menu. And so I was curious. They get a little sample of it. They've never seen a beer because uh, this was really frowned upon to make a beer that looked like this when I was a home brewer. I mean, I... <laughs> That's, uh, Keith and I, I guess, it, we, it took us a while to get on this idea that you can make a quality beer that looks like this, that's so opaque, juicy. And that's what, because of the hop haze. Uh, when you were a home brewer, or I was a home brewer, and even professional brewers, you want to get beers crystal clear. You want them to look right. nice. You want them to sparkle when you hold it to the light. <laughs> now, even a stout, if you hold it up to a really bright right. light, you be able to see through it because some ruby highlights and all this other stuff that was ingrained in my brewing uh, days. And then now... Uh, that's why we had to get a lot of pressure to brew this one. We're happy with it. The customers like it, and, the, and it's got. It's, we have it on. It's often our number one or two seller, and the customers that drink a lot of this style, they really like it. And the customers that they've never really tried it, but if they like IPAs or if they slightly don't even like IPAs, they like this one because the uh, the hop note is a little rounded. It's not sharp, and it's got that juiciness. It is a a strange way to describe a beer as juice. No one ever say this, this Budweiser's juice, you know. But it fits when you try one, and right. even when you tell our customers, and it was just a juicy beer, and they look at you inquisitively when they try it, they go, "Well, they see why you said it was juicy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to mention uh, as well, um, if you could talk a little bit about um, the ABV. Now, I know a lot of people who drink Bud Light. I mean, that's you can get a twelve ounce Bud Light for four point two percent. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, right now. Now, Brian and I are halfway through our glasses right now, and I got to be honest with you, I am feeling a little, I can definitely, you know, this is my first glass, but I can definitely already feel that kicking in. That, that's sad, Jeff. That's, that's really sad, man. I didn't eat much today. <laughs> okay, right, well, we'll go with that. Well, Jeff, yeah, uh, beer pressure goes to 6.8% ABV, and um, it, it, I, I just hit you a little better. I don't know, you're drinking from another thing that that a lot of people seem to forget when they're going to a brewery. We're serving our, our 16-ounce portions, whereas you're getting your cans by 12 right, ounces. Right. So when you drink three pints here, you're getting almost like four cans of beer. And some people don't really realize. Plus, you're drinking and talking in a brewery. It's not the same right. as, like, watching TV at home, just drinking a can of beer. But, yeah, 6.8% is a pretty nice amount of alcohol in this, this type of style. And this just really goes down. I mean, it really goes down easily, you know? Oh. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we sell a lot of it, it but uh, not a lot of breweries do the style, and we see why. Uh, we really, Keith and I, and my partner and I, did not know anything about uh, commercial brewing. I mean, anything from like where we worked in breweries. I mean, we read stories and I read biographies on some of the big brewers, Sam Calagione and Jim Cook, and those guys, and Ken Grossman. But once when we opened this, and we realized that this beer not only does it take a, a boatload of hops. I mean, let's say. Uh, twice as much hops as, like, say, New Sincerity. Maybe not quite twice, but, like, oh, close to twice. Maybe a little bit more hops than New Sincerity and some of our other IPAs. On top of that, when the hops 
fall out of suspension in, in your fermenter, they also soak up a lot of beer. So now you're getting losses because you can't do anything about that. You get the hop slurry that comes off whenever you whenever you take the hop slurry off off the beer, and, and it's got gallons and gallons of beer that you can't you just got dumped down the drain. So there's a lot more waste, a lot more expense. So I see why a lot, and also. This one uh, is not so bad, but a lot of uh, IPAs also take longer because of the dry hopping process. Now you're tying up your fermenter and your equipment more is what we learned as, uh, you know, now that we're in manufacturing and we want to turn things over quicker, you know, so we can get it out to our customers. So I can see why a lot of, some breweries don't do a lot of IPAs. Yeah, Scott, thanks for being with us today. Yeah. And again, it's always nice to sit down with you and have a, have a beer and, you know, just talk about beer. And you guys actually have, what, 12 of your own beers on tap? Is that right? Oh no, fifteen. Fifteen, geez, 15, that's yeah. really unusual. So yeah, I mean, like I said, these guys got a catalog, Jeff. I mean, they've got a catalog of beers. Uh, you know, they showed me one day, and it's just, it's just amazing. But but anyhow, yeah, thanks for sitting down with us, Scott. But but you know, Jeff, you know, this is not just about beer. You know, we're gonna have music too. So tell us about our musical guest that's coming up. So today uh, on this episode, we're going to uh, bring in this Toledo band uh, called Silver Age. Uh, last year, they, they entered a Vans Warped Tour competition or contest, and they ended up beating over 17,000 bands uh, across the country, and they, they got number one first. Uh, they won the grand prize of $60,000, um, which includes guitar gear, um, you know, equipment for them to use on, on you know, upcoming releases or uh, recording uh, equipment and all that, as well as uh, the opportunity to go fly to Los Angeles and record with producer John Feldman, who has produced for you know bands like Five Seconds of Summer um, and and Blink One Eighty Two, um, you know, and, and all these all these really really big bands. Um, and and they just got back from Los Angeles just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know we're excited to to get ready to talk to them about their trip. Yeah, man. Episode one. I'm kind of pumped up, and like I said, glad to have Scott here, and can't wait to get started talking about music and. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing, and we're, you know, a lot of times we're just going to wing it, you know, I and mean, just a couple of guys just hanging out, talking about beer and music. And yep, yep, there's nothing better than beer and music. Duggar. I'm here with uh, Jeff Burns. We're back at the Blade Studio. Uh, that was just Camp Lady by our next get or by our next guest, Caleb Pulaski and Jared Spindler of the alternative rock band Silver Age. Thanks, guys, for coming down and visiting with us. 
Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first episode, so I'm uh, really excited. And, uh, you know, thanks for uh, trusting us and uh, coming down here to talk a little bit about the band. I uh, appreciate this. Man, it's going to be a journey, but you guys have just have an amazing story. And uh, can't wait to tell people about it. But, I mean, tell us a little bit how, about how you guys got together with the band. You're from the Temperance, Michigan area, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm from a really small town called Ottawa Lake, Michigan, which is, like, straight up middle of nowhere. We literally live on a farm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I went to, or we all went to Bedford High School, and I kind of knew about the guys' band for a while. And then out of nowhere, at, like, 2 in the morning one night, one of my friends texted me. He was like, hey, Evan Real and Drew Yates. Uh, their drummer just quit their band. You should go talk to him and like try and hit him up about it. And I did. I tried out like two days later, and I've been with him ever since. Mm. So, and, and then that, our bassist quit, yeah. and I knew Caleb from our youth group, and uh, he played guitar. I knew, and I was like, "Hey, man, learn how to play bass and come <laughs> be in this band with me." <laughs> yeah, I learned how to ba- play bass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my life that's, that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, Silver Age. I mean, how'd that come about? I mean, the name itself. Um, that was uh the old drummer, the one that quit before Jared, um, he wanted to change the name to Silver Age, and they had like another ridiculous name before then that uh, <laughs> they wanted to get rid of anyways. And uh, I think it came from like comic books because he was really right. into like old school, like the Silver Age of comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because you guys are so young. I mean, how? I mean, what are your ages? I'm 19. I'm 19 as well. Oh, We're wow. the youngies of the band. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are playing in uh, bars. That's got to be interesting. So. Yeah, we've awesome. awesome. been, been doing it since I was 15. So Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, so what is that like, man? Like, What is that like playing at a bar when you're 15 years old? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we like us. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. my parents were at every show, so it was like super sweet, I guess. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So your parents are supportive. That's cool. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. We wouldn't uh, be like anywhere without our parents like yeah they absolutely have been pushing us from like the very beginning yeah like, super super supportive. helping us financially from when we were just a bunch of kids in high school that didn't know what we were doing to like yeah just endlessly supporting us and everything so yeah. Yeah. cool coming out to shows all that what's well, interesting you said you guys met were you in the same youth group at church yeah, we yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you guys aren't playing like gospel music. I mean, you're mm-hmm. playing some hardcore <laughs> yeah. like, uh, alternative yeah. rock. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, hey, but the really interesting story about you guys is that you're in this Ernie Ball play contest and you beat out 17,000 entries to win this contest. Uh, I mean, that blow your mind? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, tell me about that. I mean, how did you hear about it, and, and tell me about what you entered and how you won? Um, so, like, the way that we entered was you just made a uh, a channel on their website, and um, I was, like, not even debating on doing it. I didn't really want to. And then uh, I was talking to my roommate and also our singer, Evan, and I was like, should we do this? Like, should we even bother? And he was like, yeah, why not? So I just made one, like I made an entry for the contest, and then later we found out that we got selected to play the Warp Tour date yeah. in Detroit, and uh, so that was awesome. Like all, we were already super stoked, and then uh, after we played, we didn't really hear anything back, and uh, then a few months later, I got a phone call at work, and uh, yeah, I think Jeff wrote about it. Article, <laughs> yeah, but I was at, yeah. yeah, I was delivering a pizza. And uh, I got a phone call from California, and it was our Ernie Ball rep, and he was like, hey, you guys won. And I was like, no. I was like, you're, you're, you're messing with me. And he was like, no, you guys won. Grand prize winners. And I was like, you, you think were, you were holding the pizza? You? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you were holding the pizza. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. But I go, uh, I you quit. Were on a delivery, right? <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I yeah. I was parked outside of this lady's house, and uh, <laughs> I saw her come out the door, and I was like, I was like, I know this is a really big deal, but like, I kind of gotta go. Like, I'm at work, <laughs> and and uh, so I got out of my car, and I'm just smiling the whole time I'm giving this lady her food. <laughs> yeah. was awesome. What was what was the entry that you guys when you entered the contest? Um, in like March, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was in March of. What was the actual year. song though? Oh, uh, uh, we got to put a bunch of songs on. Oh, okay. On like a, it it was kind of like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You like linked it to your YouTube, and then okay. people could check it out. Right. So how did that? Uh, so you guys winning this? Um, uh, tell me a little bit about the the sixty thousand uh, dollar grand prize that was a part of this. Uh, you know what that included? Well, it was. <clears throat> excuse me. We got it all in gear. None of it was actually cash. That's a misconception. People just think we got a ton of cash, but that's not what happened. Um, so we all, like, different companies sponsored the contest. So, like, I got a brand-new drum kit from DW. The guys all got custom instruments from Ernie Ball. We all got endorsements along with that as well, so we have companies backing us now. Uh, it was just a ton of stuff, like a PA system, a recording gear, like all new instruments and stuff. What else was there? We got gift cards to vans and journeys. We're supposed to be getting watches, but <laughs> watches. <laughs> yeah, some company sponsored it. So yeah, yeah. But then you got the trip out to LA too, right? Oh, to yeah. record a little bit. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about uh, now uh, walking up here. Uh, you said you didn't fly out there, but you actually drove. Yep. So tell me a little bit about um, <laughs> <laughs> how long did that take you guys? And uh, uh, you know what are some what are some funny things that happened along the way on the trip? I think well, the, the f- first of all, I mean, you guys were supposed to go out there to record with John Feldman, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. you know famous producer. Yeah, Feldman's so. produced for uh, you know bands like Five Seconds of Summer and uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Um, you know, he's he's been a musician most of his life, um, but you know, just the fact of a Toledo band uh, as young as you guys are uh, making it, you know, beating as many bands that you did. Across the country, um, you know, I feel like that's just a story in itself. Uh, and like you guys said, that you guys are 19 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, there's there's a part of this whole thing that you guys are taking, you know, super serious. It's not like this is a joke, right? Mm-hmm. So um, how does this trip out to Los Angeles sort of, um, you know, compare? I mean, was this like the first that you guys have ever traveled as a band together? Yeah, definitely. Does tour count? Because, like, we've done traveling with that before. But this was definitely the longest that we've ever done yeah together yeah so um you know when you when you guys did uh when you guys did make it out uh when you finally got there like how long did the trip actually take you guys um it took 43 hours it <laughs> oh, felt geez. like yeah. 100 <laughs> it was so it like it was never ending uh <laughs> so do you have any funny stories along the way yeah did you just like sleep in the car or, like did you, you like the yeah the well we didn't sleep we just drove straight through. yeah oh, we oh, took oh, shifts oh, so we yeah, drove yeah. through the night and stuff I think the funniest thing is that five of us were sitting in a 2009 Kia Sportage for 43 hours. Yeah, like the, it was just a mid-sized SUV. It's not <laughs> like we were in a big van. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, no like, showers. On top You're of all each dirty other. when you get there. Oh yes. yeah, we smelled everyone. Oh, we did meet a guy at um, Subway. It was a Subway employee that. Um, oh yeah. He ended up like liking us on Facebook and and like subscribing to us on YouTube because <laughs> he was like, "Are you guys in a band?" And we were like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Are you guys on tour?" And we said, no, we're just, we were on our way out to LA. And uh, he was like, what's your, what are you guys called? And we told him. And then like, I went in right after Evan and I could hear 
our song in like the back room and so i like knocked on the counter or whatever and he came out and he was like are you with that other guy i was just listening to your band back there and we were like dude that's awesome <laughs> it was funny and kind of weird but it was like 11 30 like, cool. at night at some random gas station yeah it's crazy oh, in the middle of nowhere you're probably yeah. a little scared and i don't even know where we were yeah. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> along the way um so i mean what was it like when you got out to la finally and uh yeah yeah what'd you guys do like <laughs> slept <laughs> we got there we were all just like hanging out um when we first got there we uh ernie ball actually they they helped us out a lot they got us mm-hmm. a hotel room for the time that we were there which was huge because we were really struggling to find a place uh to like stay at while we were out there how long were you there uh we were there for five days yeah oh, five days five days yeah. four nights cool and um yeah, so they they hooked us up. So we got there a little bit early, and we checked in the hotel, and we relaxed for a while. A while, and uh, later that night we went to Santa Monica Pier, and uh, that was just like amazing. We all walked out, had to touch the Pacific, obviously, yeah, for sure. <laughs> first of course, time. man, of course. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious because uh, obviously you guys went out there and um, uh, recorded an EP with Feldman, but um, more so, I kind of want to know more about um, you know just traveling that far as a band. Um, you know, for as young as you guys are, I keep bringing that up, but, um, you know, like you just said, I mean, like what were some other parts of Los Angeles or, um, maybe the surrounding area? Did you guys like go scope out, um, in your free time? I mean, did you even have free time to go do any of that? Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what time we did have, we, we checked out, we went to Hollywood and, uh, Malibu <laughs> and like, Malibu just, was beautiful. Yeah. That was so cool. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saw some crabs. We did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was just surreal being out there mm-hmm. and like looking around and I'm just surrounded by my best friends and I'm there because of music. Like I may not be playing like a sold out show in LA, but like I was there because of what I was working yeah. on like with my friends and stuff. And that's that was what the coolest thing is awesome. it wasn't just like a vacation that we were all like, Okay, let's pitch in this much money and do it. Like we worked for it and like to get out there and it's just kinda of proof that something can come out of nothing if you think and you try hard enough. So yeah, it's got to make crazy. you dream a little bit when you're out in L.A. and <laughs> oh, in a yeah. band. I mean, you got to be yeah. thinking, you know, eh, a couple years maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, it's totally different from, you know, playing at, you know, Frankie's here in Toledo. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the whole, like, city mentality. I mean, it's got to be, I mean, oh, yeah. was it just like, I mean, I've never been there, but um, I'm assuming it was just like this mm. huge place uh, that's totally busy, you know. Yeah. So what's been the result? I mean, you guys won this big contest. I mean, what has this meant for you guys? Career-wise. It's opened a lot of doors, like mm-hmm. as far as uh, connections, because it kind of pushed our name out, and a lot of random people and like agencies have been hitting us up, like trickling in, and it's just helped a lot in uh, the idea that like we have more connections and we have a bigger spread now. And I think that was one of the biggest things that we got out of it was not even so much like the actual physical stuff, but like the the mm-hmm. kind of um the credibility and and stuff like people know like who we are and that we can we're taking this seriously no. all right yeah uh, we're gonna say something uh, I, I was just gonna say i mean it's the goal at this point is it to get on a uh label um that is one of the goals yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we're kind of taking our time with it though because i mean we've we've gotten this far already on our own and that's not to say that we don't need a label like we're too good for it or anything mm-hmm. but uh at this point, like we're we're kind of doing well on our own, so why force it? If if something naturally happens and we find a great yeah. label that's right. super supportive and wants to help, 
then that'd be awesome. But uh, at the same time, like, we're doing okay. And, yeah, uh, I was going to say, do you yeah. even need a label, like, today, you know, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago? I mean... It's definitely a different, uh, yeah. different thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, talk about the band in, in general. I mean, you guys write your own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive for young guys like you. I mean, so who's the writer in the group? It's kind of all of us. Yeah. Like, yeah, it depends. Like we all definitely contribute in different ways, like lyrically and musically, on different things. And like we definitely write the best when we're all together, like yeah. in a room, just writing definitely. music, versus when it's just one person writing the entire song. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it, it we do it all sorts of different ways. We don't really have an algorithm that we stick to. We just kind of. Do whatever, yeah. And make some good jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so objects and mirror are closer than they appear. It came out in twenty two thousand fifteen. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a full album. Um, I think it was labeled as an EP, yeah, but it's, it? it's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, okay. For that, right? Uh, because I, I mentioned that because it's a, uh, it's definitely a lot different than uh, you know your two songs that you released last year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Camp Lady and Visions. Although you did release Never Did. Uh, last year as well is yeah that right yeah mm-hmm. um so tell me a little bit about um like i mean those are just like are those going to be a part of like a future uh release from you guys or like what are you guys planning on doing with those songs um they kind of already are just their own thing i don't think we're gonna end mm-hmm. up incorporating them later they were like uh, a transitional period i guess you could say like between what we had uh prior like objects and stuff and what we're working on now and what we are g- planning on releasing soon mm-hmm. it's kind of like songs that we were just figuring ourselves out and figuring out what we wanted to do. And so I think they're going to stand alone in that aspect uh, as uh, as far as Camp Lady and Visions and Never Did, I would say, also. I'm actually curious about the uh, video for Camp Lady. (coughs) It's actually pretty high quality. I mean, tell me about that. Where do you you shoot it and how'd that work? (laughs) Was it really? We filmed it in his basement. Everything yourselves these days, man. Um, We actually, we're really good friends with... um, a videographer and photographer named Michael Herrick. He lives in Indiana. And um, he was recording a music video for Hot Mulligan yeah. from uh, Lansing. And on their way home, we basically, we were just like, hey, are you free? Like, do you want to shoot a music video? And he was like, yeah, can you this weekend? And we were like, I guess, like we have to. It's the only time he's available. So he actually had rented out a really nice camera and stuff and just... Uh, made it come together like we we didn't really have any crazy ideas for it it was just kind of like let's mm-hmm. throw this to the wall and see if it sticks i guess yeah yeah very cool um well, well, you just... guys just finished a, a tour like in february right mm-hmm. yep uh, tell me a little bit about that i mean where'd you go uh, <laughs> any highlights of it how many dates uh how many days was it it was, it was nine days nine dates 12 13 days something like that mm-hmm uh, started in Toledo, hometown show, killed it. it. Always loved playing in Frankie's. Like regardless of where we travel and stuff, it's, nothing's like playing at home. It's just so much fun. But um, and then we played in Chicago at Evolution Music. Nice, that nice. was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, where'd we go after that? Then there was Indiana and yep. a house show. Yeah. During the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, wow. it was a house Super show. Bowl party. Nice. Yeah. nice. We were late though because there was like really bad weather getting in there. <laughs> Like, we chose to tour at the worst possible time we yeah. could have. Probably it was, like, a foot of snow on the ground. It was <laughs> awful. But we got there, and we were bummed because all the burgers were gone. But there's a dog, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, like, people hooking us up with places to stay and getting stuck on sides of mountains. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was a good tour. We did get – we got stuck on uh, 
the side of a mountain in New York, like right in the <laughs> yeah, tri-state area. Uh, and yeah, that was that was probably the funniest and worst part of the whole tour was that. Yeah. What does that mean? You got stuck on the side <laughs> yeah. of a mountain? Uh, like, How's that happen? So I had <laughs> we took my car. Uh, I have like an SUV, and we were pulling a trailer with all of our gear. And um, we got about halfway up, like a mile long stretch of road that was just going. Like, Before up. he tells this story, I gotta say. We were going through all these mountains and stuff, and Caleb looks over at me right before this happens. He goes, "You know what? I don't really know what the plan is if we just get stuck on the side of a mountain." Yeah, or and uh, that's what seconds happened. later, we got <laughs> stuck on the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I just started spinning tires, and I was like, "Well, I, I don't know what we do now. Like, we're we're stuck. We can't go anywhere." So we ended up having to unload all of the gear from the trailer oh, yeah. and push uh, <laughs> the car while someone like drove and uh then turn around in this guy's driveway like like a quarter mile up the and road this is like when the weather is pretty bad right oh, oh yeah, yeah it was yeah, like it was three o'clock in the morning it was like sheets of ice that's yeah. the main reason why we couldn't get up the hill right but man that's crazy so where do we go from here guys i mean what's the uh when you're lying in bed at night dreaming big, what do you, what's the dream look like? Yeah, man, what do you guys want to do with this band? Like, how serious, you know? Uh, I mean, I see you guys doing this for a long time, right? So yeah. what do you guys want to – what are some goals you guys have? Go as far as we possibly can, honestly. Like, the next year, just get out, tour as much as we can, play as many shows as possible. Uh, we got some new stuff, like new music that we're working on, getting mm-hmm. excited to release, just kind of waiting on that to get back and mixed and mastered and all that happy fun stuff. And mm-hmm. For sure. Just right. getting ready. Uh, I was going to say, tell us, you know, where people can find out about you. I know you have a Facebook page. Yeah, um, we have a Facebook page. We have Instagram, Twitter, all, all that. All the social medias. Um, it's all at Silver Age MI for Michigan, even though we are a Toledo band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all just grew up in Michigan. But, yeah, you can find us at Silver Age MI um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun cool. stuff. Cool. All right, guys, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to end this um, with a uh, uh, transition here into uh, your song, Never Did. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, um, briefly, how that sort of came came about and uh, um, just a little bit about it, I guess. The song? Yeah. Um, so the song, Never Did, was actually written by our singer, Evan, a long time ago. And it was he released it as just like a random acoustic song on the band camp and didn't really ask like the band about it. He just kind of did it. <laughs> and, uh, which was fine cause it was a cool song, yeah, sweet. but we, uh, we kind of reworked it, um, last year and recorded it with, uh, Matt Kerkis. Um, the citizen. Mm-hmm. Yep. We recorded it a few months before warp tour, just so we had something to put out right before we played and it ended up being awesome. It cool. was like a mm-hmm. reimagination of the original song. Very cool. All right. Well, here is uh, Silver Age, uh, Jared and Caleb. Thank you for being here. Uh, Here is um, a little clip from their song, Never Did, which was released last year.
Jeff, that's a wrap on episode one of Noted. Yeah, it went pretty well. I mean, Scott Yarnell, special thanks. Scott Yarnell from Ernest Brewworks and and Silver Age, uh, Caleb and uh, Jared. I, mean, I think it's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting band. Uh, definitely uh, give those guys props for uh, doing so well, uh, especially being from Toledo. Um, uh, just they deserve uh, all the recognition they, they get. Um, Tell you what, Jeff, I'm excited about next week. We're headed to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. You know, we're going to record from there. You know, it, it, you never know who we're going to end up talking to and who might be on next week's episode, but it's going to be an exciting uh, week. We're going to be there Friday and Saturday, and, you know, there's a whole lineup of uh, things going on, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a great weekend. Uh, just, you know, we'll, for next week's episode, for those of you that are going to listen, uh, you can look forward to us talking about the original lineup of Bon Jovi, um, you know, the cars are going to be inducted. Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Moody um, uh, Blues, Moody yeah. Blues and Dire Straits. So uh, it's definitely there's going to be a lot of uh, content from us uh, being there, witnessing all of that um, next week. People can enjoy. Uh, I look forward to, to listening to that. Um, and uh, we're also going to be talking about Great Lakes uh, Brewery. Yeah, it'll be interesting checking out some of the beer around the Cleveland area. I mean, it's a, it's a working trip, but, you know, I mean, we're going to... We're going to definitely have to check out, you know, some of the beer places, Great Lakes, maybe even Collision Bend. You know, I mean, they got a lot of great beer in in Cleveland. So anyhow, guys, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank uh, you. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.